me sweetness and I like to dance. Running the ball is like Mickey Moore Mance. We had the goal since training camp to give Chicago a Super Bowl champ. And we're not doing this because we're greedy. The Bears are doing it to feed the needy. We didn't come here to look for trouble. Hello and welcome back to the Whole Nine Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, Dylan Sanders. Me and uh, me and Brandon are not are not together uh, right now because he is traveling, and I think the next time you hear us, we will both be in Louisiana because uh, this Saturday, I know, uh, yeah, upcoming Saturday, I know we're going to be hanging out watching the Florida and Miami game on Bourbon Street. We'll probably do something fun uh, while while he's down here. We just both. I don't live next to New Orleans, but like we both kind of just randomly scheduled a trip down there at the same time. Um, so that's it. Just kind of worked out. Uh, but instead, joining me today is Riley O'Brien. You can find him on Twitter at Riley L O'Brien. Um, yeah, uh, you want to say hi? What's up, everybody? How's uh, everybody doing? Ah, uh, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good, man. I. I'm good. I think Brandon's probably doing pretty well too. I know he was bummed that he couldn't be on, uh, but hey, well, uh, that just gives me another reason to come back and do this again in the future. I mean, yeah, uh, but we uh, this is a great time of the year. College football is about to start. I know you said you're a Utah fan. Um, I am all in on Jalen Johnson as cornerback mm-hmm. one. As he's my guy. I'm I'm ride or die with him. Yeah, dude, he's, um, I remember when he signed, um, oh, whoops, you there, Dylan? Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. No, you're good. Yeah, uh, Jalen Johnson, man, when, when he committed to Utah, I remember the hype around it, and, you know, the, the, the hope was just kind of like, man, I, we'll see if this guy can be one of the premier corners in the Pac-12. Now it's like, it's clear he's a premier corner in the country. I mean, he's... He's got every skill that you need out of that position. Fluid hips, um, you know. He's got good speed, and yeah, I think I think Utah's going to have a really good year. I think there's a bunch of NFL guys on that defense, and and he's probably the highest draft pick if they're drafting now. I'm excited for him. Um, I have uh, I, I have uh, the Pac-12 for a whole nine sports. Like I'm covering them this year, and uh, I know he did like a fantasy league. And I have the Utah defense, so don't disappoint me. And if they do, I'm coming for you, Riley. That's fine. I mean, I'm willing to take. I'm willing to answer for him. But man, I think you've made a good decision. I think you'll be happy with that pick. I also have Zach Moss, so can't go wrong. So you're, yeah, you're set. I'm excited, man. That we're Utah is always one of my like favorite teams. That's why I was, I was pumped whenever I was told I was going to be covering the Pac-12. Yeah, dude, that's even more exciting for me. I'm. It's just, especially with the Pac-12, since you thought joined the Pac-12, it's just every year is more exciting. And uh, this year, their opening game is at BYU, which, you know, as a as a Jazz fan, as a Lions fan, I I tend to respect the teams that that have traditionally caused a lot of problems for those teams. I don't care BYU, and I love that Utah. They've They've uh, got eight in a row on them. Hopefully, nine coming up. Hopefully, it's just an awesome way to start the season. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're not actually here talking to here to talk about Pac-12 football as much as I love doing it. 
Um, <laughs> as you know, we've been going on and going in, going over the NFL conferences, uh, divisions, my bad, uh, divisions, and just having someone come in, talk about, give us a little overview of what to expect uh, this season. And uh, today, as he said, he's a Lions fan, so we're going to have him come on and talk about the NFC North. Uh, so, I mean, I hope you know at least something about the NFC North. Yeah, I know I know a few things about the NFC North. I know that the Lions have yet to win that division. And, uh, man, it's just, you can make an argument for a lot of divisions being the toughest in the NFL. The NFC North just might be the toughest. I mean, you've got the Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings, and Chicago Bears. It's hard for me to see those three teams not being playoff caliber basically every year. So it's, you know, I'm in one of these trial modes. I need to see the Lions actually get to the playoffs and have some success before I start predicting that they do. But, uh, yeah, man, it, it's it's a tough division, and it should be a really good, good season. Uh, yeah, I know you, you t- you're talking about how it's it's really tough, um, and that's – it's true. It always is. Uh, it's it's always a fun division to keep an eye on, uh, even though I don't like the Vikings or honestly the Bears for that matter. I'm still hold I still hold a grudge from uh, way way back. The Saints were playing the the Bears in the playoffs, and it was this one sign that said uh, the Bears are going to finish what Katrina started, and that was like right after Katrina. So it has stuck with me, and I'm still salty at the Bears. Uh, to this day, because of that one fan and that one sign in a playoff game, and then the Bears won, I believe. So, even even more reason to be upset. <laughs> um, yeah, you see a lot of corny signs and stands, and so it's either going to be really corny or it's going to be something like, "Hey, man, too soon, too far," and then they go and win on top of it. I, I feel your pain, man. So, uh, yeah, it's it's competitive. Uh, what do you think the standings, the final standings, are, are going to be for that division? So this was a tough exercise to do. Um, I have the Vikings winning the division at 11-5. and five. I think I'm optimistic that the Lions will improve. They've got a lot on the line this year with Bob Quinn and membership. I am holding out hope that they can hit 10-6. and six. Green Bay... Oh, man, this is so tough. <laughs> They, they've been on the outside looking in on the playoff picture for the last two years. Can you really see Aaron Rodgers missing the playoffs three years in a row? I mean, hopefully, like, I get Matt, Matt LaFleur kind of, did he only get the job because he knows Sean McVay in some facet? But uh, That's a, it's a great question. <laughs> um, I don't know much about Matt LaFleur, but, I mean, hopefully, uh, Mike, Mike McCarthy's not a bad coach. Um, so ho- hopefully Matt, M- Matt LaFleur can, uh, can nudge him in the right direction if McCarthy couldn't. Yeah, uh, McCarthy's not a bad coach. And I had mentioned this on Talking Football in the past that when that article had come out earlier this offseason with the uh, discord between Rodgers and McCarthy, I mean, I, I guess it kind of made sense. You'd kind of seen it um, just even on the field with Rodgers being frustrated and stuff and uh, you know, the camera picking up him telling McCarthy he was a terrible play call, you know, those types <laughs> of things. But but 
when it's at a point when Aaron Rodgers is just going rogue and he's just calling the plays differently, I mean, that's a change needed to happen. And so it was just weird seeing like, man, the Packers are, are such a good organization, but even those guys can have, you know, the, the rifts and the turmoil. So, but I think you're right. McCarthy is a really good football coach, but it's time to try something new. And, um, you know, Matt LaFleur will just open it up and let Rodgers do what, what he does. I've got them at eight and eight. I really could see them finishing better than eight and eight. I, I think they did have a really good off season, but uh, eight and eight is where I'm sitting with the Packers. And then the bears I've got at seven and nine. Oh. That's not an easy, that's not an easy decision to make. Because uh, they bring back virtually the same roster, and man, their defense was just amazing last year. But I believe they were the healthiest team in yeah. the league last year, and you know that that certainly helps. But I don't know. I've got there's got to be a drop off. Not all these teams can have have ten wins. So foolish or not, that's where I've got everyone sitting. So Vikings eleven and five, Packers eight and eight. Lions ten and six, Bears seven and nine. All right, all right. That's uh, the Bears. The Bears take is uh, is one is is a hot one, but I'm here for it. Um, <laughs> I'm not mad at it. I mean, kind of like last year, I had the Bears defense in fantasy. So I mean, I kind of if I get them again, I hope uh, I hope that they stay healthy. But uh, for my sake. Uh, but something a little bit different, kind of in the same vein. Uh, every town, every 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 division, we've gone over and gone through some betting odds uh, for each team. And this isn't on us. This isn't like it's it's kind of different, just because it's it's if you would take this bet, not if you think they're going to win the division. Right. Um, and so at last place, they have the Lions at plus a thousand to win the division this year. Yes, I think I would I would take that. I we'll kind of get to this, I'm sure, but uh I think the Lions had the best offseason in the NFC North and they had to, right? I mean, they let go of Jim Caldwell, who I really enjoyed having as a head coach for the team, especially after uh Jim Schwartz, who while his attitude and his demeanor, there were some good things that he brought along with it. It, it was also he was just kind of a loose cannon. And, you know, bringing on Caldwell, I thought this is what Stafford needs. The team needs discipline. So they go 9-7, and back-to-back years, and choose to move on from him. You bring in Matt Patricia. That's Bob Quinn's guy. And so he's, he's, he had to give him a, a full cupboard of, of options. They had a really good offseason. And like I said earlier in the episode, I don't think – I can't predict them to win the division until I see it. Because I've been let down about sixteen times, <laughs> but I do feel good about those odds. Alrighty, and so the Vikings are going to be the next one in third place at plus two forty. Yeah, I I think the Vikings are going to win this division. I think that um, you know going into year two with Kirk Cousins, they've hired Gary Kubiak. I just think that they've got a really talented team. The biggest things that they needed to improve was offensive line, which they addressed. So, yeah, I, I could easily see the Vikings winning the division. All righty. Um, this is where it gets kind of iffy for me, um, and that's going to be the Green Bay Packers at plus 195. So, 
tell me why you why that's iffy for you. I'm curious. Um, it just doesn't seem like a good return on investment uh, for a team that's kind of up in the air. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, it's Aaron. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and uh, Devontae Adams is a great weapon. But I don't really. I'm not for some. I'm just not sold on the Green Bay Packers winning the division. I could definitely see them getting into the playoffs with like a wild card spot. Um, but I just don't. For whatever reason, I don't see them having the the overall talent to win the division. Like I, I like. I, I didn't hate their off season. Uh, as I, I'm pretty sure Brandon did not like it. But uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm just not sold on them winning it. That's interesting. I. I wonder. I'll have to hear Brandon's thoughts as to why he didn't, you know, like their offseason. I think that Jair Alexander looks like a star in the making. Um, they drafted Darnell Savage, so their secondary's looking good. They brought in Adrian Amos from the Bears, and again, man, it's just, you know, I peg him at eight and eight, but it's Aaron Rodgers, and you know, more so obviously than any other position, the quarterback is everything's kind of depends on the quarterback but I just I believe in the greatness of Aaron Rodgers and if this new coach is the change that he needed to just get a spark I don't know it's it's hard for me to doubt Green Bay um yeah I mean obviously Aaron Rodgers one of the best quarterbacks of all time so I it'll be it'll be interesting I I don't I don't have a problem with like seeing them win it I just don't think in terms of like this exercise I don't think uh, ninety-five dollars is a good return on investment to give up a hundred. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. so that's really the only reason I wouldn't take it, and kind of also the same reason I. It's it's a it's a fair bet, and for what seems to be the favorite, um, this is a really good bet for a favorite, I'd say. Uh, but the Chicago Bears are at plus one sixty, so basically, you bet a hundred dollars, you get sixty back if you win. Oh, you you get one you get sixty dollars profit if you want profit yeah I don't know man you, are you trusting Trubisky to give you those sixty bucks <laughs> uh, I'm trusting Khalil Mack to give me those sixty bucks but I, again I don't think I would take it yeah no that, that's fair dude Khalil Mack is just I I can't I'll never forget last year just him like single handedly blasting through like four <laughs> linemen to get to Stafford and. He's incredible, man. He's just he's dominant, and uh, the Bears, you know, again, defense last year, but I, you just wonder is it are they going to be able to enjoy as much health? And yeah, I mean, if they if they have any injuries, and again, they lost. Uh, who was their D coordinator? Vic. Uh, what? Fangio. Yeah, Vic Fangio. Yeah, and. You bring in Chuck Pagano. I think Chuck Pagano, he's, I think he designs more blitz packages, and it might just be a more, I don't know if aggressive is is the way to phrase it with the Bears defense, but, um, I don't know, man. I, I just, I think it's such a wild card. Obviously, they had a really good year last year, and, you know, a field goal preventing <laughs> them from. From advancing in the playoffs, that that's tough to swallow. They still haven't found that kicker. Again, I mean that's that's it. It's just like, well, hey man, they were a kicker away from, yeah, but a kicker away. That's that's huge. And 
We I saw so many. We saw so many games get decided by a kicker last year, and uh, it makes me so happy as a Saints fan to have Will Lutz. Oh yeah, just automatic. I, I love it. And I, I, I never thought that like the kicker would be like one of the most like like I'm just most secure in our kicker and mm-hmm. in almost any other position besides like quarterback, obviously. Yeah, you you would you you miss him when you don't have him, you know, and the Lions having Matt Prater, uh, you know, I'm pretty confident in Prater as well. But yeah, if 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 you if your kicker goes out there and shanks a field goal and costs you a chance to win a game, let alone advance in the playoffs, yeah, I think you pretty quickly further your appreciation for <laughs> being able to rely on a quality field goal kicker. <laughs> for sure. And uh as we're talking about the Bears not really having a having a full uh finish all season because they haven't found a, their kicker yet and we were talking about uh some some mixed reactions to the packers off season uh who do you think had the best off season in the division the detroit lions okay and again i think i mean it it kind of started right off the bat i mean it was it was interesting for me as a fan to hear all these names rumored and then get, you start getting the reports I love the Trey Flowers acquisition, the fact that he's got history with Matt Patricia. A big thing there, too, is you are, you know, a defense, you, you need a good edge rush, and if you can have a, a, a good, a lockdown corner, and obviously have a slay. But where Flowers is coming in, he's filling in a, a spot that Ziggy Ansah had, and Ziggy just didn't play. Like, he... I don't remember how many games he played in last year, but it just was like a week-to-week thing. Hey, is Ziggy going to play? Is Ziggy going to play? And he just couldn't stay healthy. So you're bringing in a good player that is an upgrade, even if Ziggy's starting and playing all these games. But just the fact that you are bringing that in at a position that uh, you know is, is hugely important and you just have an upgrade. I think that that was a great acquisition there. The tight end position was a weakness to say the least for lions last year. And then they go out and sign Jesse James. And when TJ Hawkinson's on the board at eight, you draft him and he's looked really good in camp. He's had some good catches with Daryl Bevel, the new offensive coordinator. You're trying to establish a run game. You've got to have a tight end that can block. That's what TJ Hawkinson does. That's only going to help carry on Johnson. So now with, Matthew Stafford having Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Jesse James, TJ Hawkinson, Danny Amendola, Carrion Johnson, CJ Anderson. As a Lions fan, I'm you know he's just like man, get this guy some weapons. He's got him now, and this he has to produce this year. Matt Patricia needs to prove a lot this year, and a lot it's on the line for Bob Quinn. So they had to have a good offseason. They had the money to spend. They went and spent it. Also brought in Justin Coleman who is an upgrade over Nevin Lawson. So I'm excited. I'm excited for this season. I think the Packers the next best in my ranking of the offseason. Yeah, I the best, but I remember Brandon. Yeah, he thinks that the, his biggest problem with them was uh he thinks they overpaid for Zadarius Smith and uh Preston Smith, which I mean, I I definitely see uh they got some big contracts. <laughs> yeah. Um 
but uh, that was I, I was I know you're thinking about that's that's what his problem was, which is fair. Yeah, it it is fair, but again, I mean, it's you've got to spend money somewhere, and when you have the player with the greatness that Rodgers does, you know, you can kind of, uh, you know, you can you can compensate in different ways. But yeah, there those are hefty contracts. Um, but we'll see, man. We'll see how how it plays out for him. Yeah, I definitely, th- I definitely think the the Lions had the best off season. I wasn't the Bears. Obviously, losing Vic Fangio is not great. Uh, haha, Clinton Dix joining him, eh? Downgrade from uh, Bryce Callahan to Buster Scrine. Right. It's just, uh, yeah, they they lost Jordan Howard. I know they didn't really use him. Uh, they did get David Montgomery though, who's who's impressed. Mm. Yes. The Vikings, what did they even do? <laughs> so they got, you know, they needed to address their offensive line. They got Garrett, they drafted uh, Garrett Bradbury, right? Mm-hmm. They signed Josh Klein. Um, you know, they've got Riley Reef, who's a serviceable offensive lineman. I think they just start banking on, uh, you know, Cousins having a, another good year. I kind of looked at I I looked at his stats and I was I got to admit I was blown away. I mean he, he had thirty touchdowns and uh, ten interceptions. He's got a chance to improve. So they, the Vikings didn't go out and make a lot of noise, but you know maybe they didn't necessarily need to. I thought yeah. last year they were going to win the division, and uh, obviously they had an underwhelming season for their standards. But I do think that they will bounce back. Yeah, uh, they got they got so the guy I really wanted to go to the Saints with, Irv Smith Jr. Uh, I know he he might not be a huge asset this season, uh, but I think it, it was a good draft pick for them at least because I I really wanted him in New Orleans. Yeah, they uh, I don't know, man. The Vikings they just have talent all over the field, and they acquired after the Lions had released Amir Abdullah, and I. Man. I don't know if you recall him playing at Nebraska or even his earlier days with the Lions, but I just I still have confidence that he's, you know, not a Pro Bowl caliber player. But I had a, a good buddy when the Lions picked up the, uh, or sorry, when the Vikings had acquired Abdullah. I said he's going to rotate for a touchdown before the season ended. It didn't happen, but I think that he's he's a good player. They're getting Dalvin Cook back. He just needs to stay healthy. And there's just talent all over the field for the Vikings. Uh, speaking of talent in the division, um, this is kind of a always been an uh, it's become an offensive uh, award. But uh, who do you think the MVP of the division is going to be? Oh man, this is such a good question. Yeah, and there's a there's there's one guy that uh, I think everyone thinks it's going to be. <laughs> Um, and it's an obvious choice in Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, who who else do you think it could it could be? Yeah, I mean that's the name that comes to mind for me. But it, can I give the MVP to the quarterback of the team that I have going eight and eight? You know, I mean if the Vikings win this division at eleven and five, and Cousins just duplicates what he did last year, I mean it's hard to not give it to him. Khalil Mack obviously is a He's just one of the most dominant players in the game. Yeah, well, well that's the, the next question is going to be kind of a, to, a kind of a, a toss up, uh, an alley oop, so you can slam dunk it in. Uh, and, cool. Yeah, 
So, okay. uh, yeah, uh, and that'll be, uh, who do you think the def- the defensive player of the year is going to be for the division? Yeah, that's going to absolutely be <laughs> Khalil Mack. <laughs> there's, 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 no, there's no real other options, I think. I mean, I mean, outside of Aaron Donald, can you think of a more dominant player in the game right now? Defensively, especially. Oh, no. And, he just uh, wrecks people. Like, he made the Lions offensive lineman look so stupid last year. And it, it was frustrating, man. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would not want to uh, go against uh, go against uh, a Khalil Mack. Would you trade him for a couple first-round picks if you were, if you were the Bears? <laughs> I mean... Not at this point, right now. No, I, I, I still don't. I still don't understand that trade for the Raiders. Whatever, it's been passive. I just still don't think they should have gotten away, gotten away from him. But whatever, that's their loss. You're right. You're right. I wish they would have kept him. I'd love for him to not be in the <laughs> NFC North. Of course, well, you have, a, you definitely have a rooting interest in keeping him out of this division. <laughs> um. Cool. So, uh, who do you think the rookie of the year? This one's kind of a. Kind of more interesting. Who do you think the rookie of the year of the division is going to be? Well, selecting the Lions to be ten and six, which I understand is optimistic. Very. <laughs> they've got to have. They've got to have one of these awards, and I'm going to go with Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. The other option for me would have been David Montgomery. Um, just the fact I know that they also acquired Mike Davis in Chicago. They traded up to get Montgomery. And what he's shown so far, he you know he get a lot of touches. I don't know that, you know, um, Tariq Cohen's more of kind of your scat back. So Montgomery's got the table set for him in Chicago, but I think the same could almost be said for Hawkinson. It's just always with tight ends, you don't know if the statistics are there. But man, I think that that's who Stafford's going to target in the red zone. And if the Lions are finally able to get some consistent ground production going, that's I think Carryon Johnson's the guy. I think he has the talent. He needs to stay healthy, of course. But if T.J. Hawkinson can open up lanes for the running game to get going, and he just is such a sure-handed receiver already, I think I've read he hasn't dropped a pass in camp this far. Well, so good. you know Stafford's going to give him some looks, and if he can. There's a lot of pressure on him that, you know, there was so much like, oh, man, can the Lions really afford to take another tight end in the <laughs> top end? But uh, Treese from Talking Football and I had kind of talked about it as well. Like, hey, man, he thought that the Jags might draft TJ Hawkinson. And if Josh Allen's not there, they probably do, right? Yeah. And it's the same thing with the Lions. If, if the Jags take Hawkinson, well, then the Lions take Josh Allen. But I just think that Hawkinson is just uh, – he's – He's an incredible football player, and I think he's already kind of showing that he's got a quick learning curve. So I'll go with T.J. Hawkinson winning the Rookie of the Year for the division. That's a that's a really good answer. The only other option I would think of, because I know you you spoke about stats, uh, these kind of uh, awards always tend to love the edge players, and uh, I know Rashawn Gary is kind of uh, developing well early on at, at in Green Bay, so I think that would be his biggest competition um, if, for for that award if everything goes right in Green Bay. Uh, yeah, because if he, he he can definitely get he can definitely. Uh, get some stats that uh, maybe a tight end uh, normally can't, but uh, Hawk's a very good player, and uh, Matt Stafford needs weapons. So Exactly. 
And there's just that, and there's there's a lot of logic in what you just said, especially with Green Bay. Again, Jair Alexander, they signed Adrian Amos, they've drafted Darnell Savage. You know, so for a DN, it, it's kind of all in your control every snap, right? You just mm-hmm. you're you're part of a unit, but you're not going to be thrown to you. And but I just think the one thing that excites me this year is I'm not just like. Uh, you know, Jim Caldwell's last year in Detroit, I hoped for a 10 and six year that <laughs> year last season. I wasn't, you know, I was just kind of like, all right, it's a, it's a new coach. We'll see what happens. Um, but this year it's like, man, this is the first year where I've really felt like, okay, Stafford has to, he has to get to the playoffs and has to get a win. Um, and Bob Quinn's and Matt Patricia, you know, there's, they're kind of on the hot seat if they don't have a good year, they are on the hot seat if they don't have a good year. So it's just, you know, I'm going to bank on they're not going to pull any punches. And if you drafted TJ Hawkinson at eight, then go out there and give him opportunities to make plays. If he does, and the Lions have a 10 and six year, then, you know, yeah, that's that's your rookie of the year. Alrighty. Uh, that's a, I, I, I would agree with you there. Um, and then, so one more question for you, but it's kind of a four parter. Uh, who do you think the most improved player on each team is going to be? So I'll start with the Green Bay Packers, and I actually had looked up uh, Mike Patine, the defensive coordinator. He specifically has mentioned Montrevious Adams. He so he only played sixty six snaps last season, um, but they're raving about him, and I, that kind of actually made more sense to me when I started to understand, you know, that maybe that's why they're okay to let Mike Daniels go. Mm-hmm. Um, they've talked about Montrevious Adams. You know, he's lost weight. He's just learning the playbook. He's been really aggressive. So I think for him, or for the Packers, that's your guy. Uh, the Bears, what do you think about Roquan Smith? I could definitely see that. Um, it's, uh, it's, that's gonna be, it's gonna be a second year in the league? Yeah, yep. Second, second year? Yeah, um, obviously, I, who did, did they lose any big linebackers? I don't know. No, that that core is still pretty much the the same, I think, right? Yeah, it is. And then with Pagano coming in, and um, you know, from everything I've I've read, he's he's going to draw up a lot more blitzes. And it might just be if Roquan Smith that year one to two uh, jump, man. Especially, it's one thing I told Treese with uh, the Jaguars getting Josh Allen is he's going into that defense with. Uh, Clayus Campbell, Jalen Ramsey, Miles Jack. When yeah. You are a talented player, and that's why you hope that you fall to a team if you're not like you know the, the top pick. Mm-hmm. Put me on a unit where I don't need to like Jared Davis with the Lions when they took him. They're like, man, we we are desperate for linebacker play. Well, with Rokon Smith, he's a really good young player, has every reason to be confident knowing the players he has around him and it might just be a year where they just let him loose and uh yeah natural progression especially if they're going to be doing some more blitzes i mean it, it's it's good for Rokon smith to have a, a player like khalil mack for the team to kind of have their main focus on uh somehow trying to drop a way to stop him um and taking at least one defender off of off of Rokon smith exactly if you're chuck pagano if you are just the newly minted uh, defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears. Isn't that exactly what you're doing? Yeah. Trying to find a way to, okay, you know Mac's going to garner the, all this attention, so how can we free up somebody else? 
And Roquan Smith, that's your guy, man. That's your perfect candidate for the Chicago Bears. Yeah. The Vikings, oh, man. Most improved. I mean, I think Dalvin Cook's a really good player, and he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. He made four games as a rookie, and uh, I don't remember how many he played last year, but I think, again, that it feels like with the Vikings, the everything's right there. If, if Dalvin Cook can come in and shoot, man, if he plays 14 to 16 games, he probably has, I mean, he probably doubles his stats. Again, that's <laughs> probably not saying that much from, you know, the 600 or so yards he had last season. But if he comes in and has 1,200 and, you know, is, is consistently on the field, he probably has that recognition with the Vikings. It's like, okay, there's, there's our guy giving us our production out of that spot. So I'd go with Dalvin Cook for the Vikings. And the Lions, I was talking to my guy, Chris Salt, and we were kind of going back and forth with a few names. Tracy Walker is an option. Uh, he's going to be taking over for Glover Quinn at the safety spot. But I am going to pick Jared Davis. And I believe I picked Jared Davis for this similar type exercise uh, a couple months ago with the Talking Football guys. I think, you know, again, the Lions brought in Trey Flowers. You've got Sean Robinson, Deshaun Hand. You bring in Mike Daniels. And they drafted Jelani Tavai, another good linebacker. Bring in Justin Coleman. So the pieces are all kind of there. He's got Darius Slay behind him. He's the guy that I think he's going to have more lanes freed up. His, his problem or what he falls back, he's, just, he's not the most instinctual player. So he's kind of got to rein that in. He's not over-pursuing. And if he can cut some of those mistakes out, I think he's going to have a really good opportunity this year to just, you know, show again why he was a, a number one pick for the Lions. I think Jerry Davis is is the guy for the Lions. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd agree with uh, with all of your picks. Uh, those are all pretty, pretty good picks. And I, like I said, I think that does. Do you have any closing statements you want to make? No, man, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm extremely excited for the year, man. It's been, this podcasting world is, is awesome. It's uh, obviously I um, kind of was with the guys from the start of talking football and, uh, you know, Brandon Olson and you, what you guys have done at Whole Nine Sports is just, it's been awesome. It's the guests that you guys have had on to this point. It's just, uh, it's awesome to listen to. So I've appreciated uh, being on. And like I said, at the start, we'll just have to have, yeah. come back on and uh, recap uh, you know first six games of the season or something like that and because Brandon I missed him on the talking football podcast <laughs> and then missed him tonight but uh, uh, yeah we'll definitely have to have you back on with uh, with Brandon um, for sure yeah so uh, again thanks for coming you can find him on Twitter at uh, Riley L O'Brien I got that right right you did yeah. okay cool um, it's, the L always throws me off and I'm like, is that actually there or am I going insane? <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Dilly Sanders. You can find, uh, whole nine sports on Twitter at whole nine, Sp- whole nine sports. Yeah. I'm, I mess this up every week, by the way. I'm bad at this. <laughs> it's no, you're, you're doing great, man. It's, we literally, when we started talking football, I would type up and we would just read it. No, nah, I'm just going off. I'm going off rip. Uh, I want to eventually get good at it. Uh, you can leave us. You can leave us a uh, a review on iTunes or follow us on Spotify. 
interact with interact with us on Twitter. It's all free, quick to do. Uh, we have nothing better to do. So come talk to us. And uh, kind of on a ending on a sad note, uh, I, I know we talked about the AFC North. I just want to uh, send uh, our condolences. Uh, it's super sad to hear about Cedric Benson passing away. Uh, he was too young, and uh, we, that happened today. So I just kind of, since we were talking about the, the NFC North, I just kind of want to put that out there. Uh, and uh, have a good day.